0: our reading today comes from the first letter of peter chapter 1 commencing at verse 1 13 therefore prepare your minds for action discipline yourselves set all your hope on the grace that jesus christ will bring you when he is revealed like obedient children do not be conformed to the desires that you formerly had in ignorance instead as he who called you is holy be holy yourselves in all your conduct for it is written you shall be holy for i am holy if you invert invoke as father the one who judges all people impartially according to their deeds live in reverent fear during the time of your exile you know that you were ransomed from the futile ways inherited from your ancestors, not with perishable things like silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without defect or blemish. He was destined, therefore, before the foundation of the world, but was revealed at the end of the ages for your sake. Through him you have come to trust in God who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are set on god now that you have purified your souls by your obedience to the truth so that you have general mutual genuine mutual love love one another deeply from the heart you have been born anew not a perishable but of imperishable seed through the living and enduring word of god For all flesh is like grass, and all its glory like the flower of grass. The grass withers and the flower falls, but the word of the Lord endures forever. That the word is the good news that was announced to you. Hear the word of the Lord. Uh, Well,
1: good morning. Uh, It's great to see uh, lots of people back from holidays, uh, end of January. Uh, normal life is going to begin again. Uh, some of you may be looking forward to that pace, some of you maybe not. Uh, but it's great to have you back here together. As a church, as we've gone through January, we've been thinking about how we might be one as God's people, gathered together as one. Uh, this morning as we gather, we're thinking about uh, the, the one another. Uh, so it's great to have you all here because church wouldn't be church without all of us gathered uh, together Uh, when we've been going through this series we've been thinking about this thought let us become the church jesus prayed for when he prayed that they may be one and so we've been exploring that through a few scriptures and one of the questions we've been asking is what is the the sign that you're part of god's family and so over the last three weeks we've sort of answered that in three different ways Uh, three weeks ago it was uh, Romans 8.15, all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. So those who are led, directed, uh, guided by God are the children of God. Uh, last week we looked at how to be a sign, a sign of being part of God's family as we hold to core beliefs. There's things that through all the ages uh, Christians have claimed as the core of our faith. And we declared together the Nicene Creed, Uh, We remembered uh, John 6. Uh, Jesus uh, was asked, what what must we do to do the work God requires? And he answers, the work of God is this, to believe in the one that he's sent. So being part of the family is shared belief. Uh, And so we were thinking, well, how can we make it our aim to please him, be led by him, uh, make true declarations of faith? Uh, Well, this week, the sign that we are part of God's family is that we love really well—not uh, just love God, but love each other really well. I wonder what, what does it feel like to be really well loved. Uh, I, I want you to turn to the person next to you and tell them what is one thing that you love uh, or makes you feel really loved. What is one thing that makes you feel really loved? They may be dropping a big hint right now for you. <laughs> we we feel well loved by other people when when they notice we're we're there, don't we? Uh when they seem to to know us and what's important to us. Uh when they recognize us when they celebrate us. Uh, we, we feel well-loved uh, when, you know, sometimes people give us a hug. That's what we need. We, we all need love expressed in lots of different ways. And God has gathered us as his people together to love in not always, but some ways so that we may know love well together. Uh, if we are God's family together, this should be a place where you feel well loved. And so on that note, we, we still have people that are online. And I would love this week if you could send them a message, send them an encouragement to some of the people that are not back yet with us in person. They probably need to feel well loved. And that, maybe that might encourage some of them to come back and join us in person to gain confidence in that. Uh, so how are we part of God's family? Well, we love God really well and so uh, we make it our aim 2023 to to please him through these three things we're we're led by him Uh, we believe in him that is we we don't just express it with words we we express it with our lives and the third uh, we express it in love what are some common ethics of love uh, that we see in our world The the reason that you love. Uh, Some of the things that I see are uh, treat others the way you want them to treat you. Uh, Don't do to someone what you wouldn't want them to do to you. Uh, Do the right thing by others. Uh, Do what you have the capacity to do. Uh, Be a good person. Be kind. Don't make enemies. Don't burn bridges. Uh, Love with what you have within you. Uh, Are there there any common things I've missed here, common ideas of of love? I I think a a lot of love uh, in our ethic of love in this world uh, just doesn't compute well. Uh, Don't do to someone what you wouldn't have them do to you. Sometimes people would receive things that are are not great to, to have done to you. Treat others the way you want them to treat you. Well, if you don't really care about them, you don't have to treat them well at all. They're, they're not your problem. Do the right thing by others. What is the right thing? What's, maybe what you think is the right thing for someone else is actually not the right thing for them. Uh, do what you have the capacity to do. Maybe you wake up and you feel like you have nothing every day so you don't love anyone. Uh, be a good person. What is a good person? What does it look like to be kind uh, so, so when we, we think of one another and how we love well, I want us to really focus on the one other. So you see, our one another kind of love comes from the one other that is Jesus. And when that one another relationship works well, we know the source of love, then we are able to love well in every other context. Uh, 1 Peter speaks into this uh, world where we're trying to figure out how to love well and how to get along, and it says this. It says, Do not conform. Be holy. <laughs> Do not conform to the rest of this world. Be holy. Now, now that's, that's a bit of a challenge, isn't it? Uh, set, set yourself apart from the world uh, rather than become like the rest of the world rather than loving the, the way that everyone else loves actually love differently be holy be like God what, what does it mean to be holy to, to be pure uh, to be sanctified set apart uh, that is uh, we will be sincere the, that is when we act it's not just we're doing the right thing it actually comes from a place of the heart to, to be holy is to embrace the sacred, to embrace the ways of God, to embrace our relationships in the way that God would have us embrace relationships. And so for us as Christians, the, the ethic of love, and we find, we find a few of these in 1 Peter, in verse 17. Uh, God's clear on our motivations and actions and thoughts. So verse 17 says... Um, If you invoke as Father the one who judges all people impartially according to their deeds, live in reverent fear during the time of your exile. Why is this? Because God is the one who knows all, sees all, sees motivations, sees hearts. And so as Christians, when we think about our ethic of love, it needs to come back to the love that has been extended to us in Christ's Jesus, our Lord. And so we replicate that kind of love. Jesus, uh, when he's asked the two greatest commands, uh, when when they talk about the two greatest commands, says uh, no longer is it love as you have been loved, love your neighbor as yourself. It is actually love as I have loved you. And so this is the kind of love that we are called to extend to the rest of the world When we love in this way, uh, it changes us and it changes other people. Why do we love in this way? Well, God sees uh, what we do. He sees our hearts. He sees our motivations. He sees us. And he's loved us with something better and he calls us to love in that kind of love. Uh, Verse 18, uh, you know that you were ransomed from the futile ways inherited from your ancestors, not with perishable things like silver or gold why do we try and love in the way that we've been loved because we were redeemed from an old way of loving Uh, a lot of love is conditional on perishable things Uh, i will love you if you love me back i will love you if you do this for me if you uh, give me this i will love you A, a lot of love in this world is very conditional contractual i will love you with this money if you provide me this product and that's the way we live a lot of relationships that person wasn't really nice to me so i won't really love them and jesus calls us to actually separate do not conform don't be like the rest of the world actually live in a way that is different be holy we were redeemed from this empty way of living why does, why does he call it? Verse 24, For all flesh is like grass, and all its glory like the flower of the grass. The grass withers and the flowers fails, but the word of the Lord endures forever. That is, when we love just created things, if we, when we love just to get, that is loving what is perishable and what will fade away. When we love people well, We learn to love what is eternal. When we love God well, we learn to love what is eternal. So we were redeemed uh, from emptiness. But verse 18 also contains something else in it. We were redeemed by the precious blood of Christ. We're, We're redeemed from emptiness by the imperishable one. And so if Jesus, his love never fades never dies, never perishes, always endures, then the kind of love that we're called to pursue is not one that gets old with time, but actually one that renews day by day and grows over time into eternity. The love that we have for things, the love motivated by things, receiving things, giving things, is a love that fades, but a love built on relationship with God into eternity is a love that never will fade. So why else do we love? Uh, verse 22, uh, now that you have purified your souls by obedience to the truth so that you have genuine mutual love, love one another deeply from the heart. Uh, when, when you come in relationship with with God, it brings a purity into the way that we love other people. That's the natural product. His uh, word uh, does not go void; it accomplishes uh, what it is intended to. Uh, it returns after having accomplished this. So, when we resist the the need to love, we actually resist the purpose of God for each of us. That He wants to grow us. In understanding love wants to us to grow in expressing love why would we do this verse uh, 22 so we have the imperishable seed in us but verse 22 actually our obedience to God brings a purity to us Uh, I don't know when uh, how life works for you but I'm regularly presented with opportunities where people are difficult to love (laughs) Uh, Maybe you don't notice that. There's two types in the people: people that notice it and people that don't. (laughs) And the people that don't are usually the ones that are hard to love. But I wonder if you've had opportunities. I'm often presented with them, and in those opportunities, I'm presented with two choices: I I can love someone the way I feel like loving them, (laughs) and that's not always great when someone's really unkind or rude to you. It is. We feel like loving them with the, the, the fellowship of five, or <laughs> when we are not treated well, we don't feel like loving well, uh, just, just this week. Uh, and it, you know, when we don't love people well and we think it's minor, to other people, it can be major. I had one of those experiences this week where someone didn't love me well, and to them, it probably didn't mean anything, but to me it was major. It was no one here, don't worry. <laughs> Uh, Just to clear that. And it wasn't someone that's meant to be here that's not here. Just to clear that as well. But someone didn't love me really well. And my response in myself was to do something that was in my right, was right, but wasn't going to be loving towards them. Now, if I follow some of the ethics of the ways of the world... uh, I would want someone to pull me up and uh, run me over the coals if I've done the wrong thing. Uh, I (laughs) would not necessarily want to do what is loving. I would want to do the right thing, that is pull the letter of the law down on them. But actually the, the, the ethic of love that we're called to is do not conform, be holy, be like God. How is that? Extended to us in Christ. So when we look at the way that we love and respond to others, it is we actually respond to others with the love that we have been loved by God, not the love that we have been loved by others. That's that's really challenging, and and so I, I stewed on this offence that had been caused to me a, a little bit, and each time it sat there with me, I, I needed to forgive that person. Say God and when i do this i do it out loud i say god i forgive for the hurt that they've caused me in doing this thing and i release them into the freedom of your forgiveness why was i able to do that i'm not a hero because jesus is my hero and he's the one that has forgiven me much and i know the forgiveness from him and so he has loved me in that way i'm then able to extend that love to others Now, community works really well when we love others with the kind of love that we have experienced ourselves, extend grace to others, the kind of grace that we have been extended to ourselves. And when we make that decision, a pattern of obedience brings purity. When when I first uh, said, I forgive this person, that was not an easy decision because I wanted to send them a message and I wanted to be really clear in the message that they'd done the wrong thing. And that would have been right <laughs> and, and appropriate. Uh, but I didn't. And so when I forgave them, it's not because my heart really wanted to forgive them. <laughs> right? And so, the, so when we're obedient, it's not because our hearts have caught up and we, oh, I really want to do this. I, I really want to forgive this person. It's because actually that's the way I've been loved and that's the way I need to love the second time we do it it might be a little bit easier because we know we've done it once and jesus says sometimes you've got to forgive 70 times seven so so we have to forgive a few times Uh, but as we make that choice continually to not be driven by our own flesh and our own desire to love in the way that we feel like uh, we are purified because we realize that we're no longer driven by what in our fleshly heart of hearts we want to do to people we're actually driven and free in the spirit of god that is there is a freedom that the holy spirit brings us to not be a victim of this world and you know what we are when we love as we've been loved and it's not loved well we're essentially a victim aren't we we are a product of what other people have done to us. And then what we do when we express that to other people is we make them victims of us not being loved well. And that's not the way we're called to work as Christians. We're called to be holy as he is holy so that that will be extended and multiplied through us on this earth. That when people come to a church they know they're well loved because there's a bunch of people that are loving like god and so when we are not loved well uh, we have two choices we can be holy be like god and respond in a way that represents him or we can be like everyone else and then we get to choose what we multiply we're either a victim multiplying that and making other people victims or, or we are representing love and multiplying love now the more you represent love the easier it is to do because when we represent God's love well it actually feels good <laughs> it doesn't feel easy always but it feels good and that changes us because we want to love people in the way that God has loved us because we know it's changed us and we see that it changes us and so a pattern of obedience brings purity and makes it easier for us to make that decision again and again The the picture of life is bigger than us and that's the picture that we're all called to as Christians to build a church that is a family, that that loves well, that has difficulties, has conflicts, but in the middle of that loves in the way that God has loved us. We all have limited capacity, there's limited supply, but the the principle of the kingdom is when you're faithful with little, God... uh, takes the the goodness that you've done with little and gives you more responsibility and so when we love well in little ways God gives us more to love so does, does that mean life's going to get easier for us as we love well not necessarily he's going to give us bigger responsibilities of love you love this person well they were easy wait till you see this person that I've got prepared for you and and but don't Don't worry about that. Don't worry that you may not have the capacity because we are connected to the one who has an endless supply of love. When I love as I have capacity, then I love from a source that gets empty. When I love in the way that he loves, he continues to resupply. And as I become a bigger channel for love into the world, as we become a bigger channel for love, what we actually find is there's so much joy in loving the way that he has loved us and seeing that change people and and so if you find if you're finding that your capacity is low don't use that as an excuse to not love because if your source of resupply is god His love is endless and if you're faithful he wants to multiply it more Uh, so in 2023 our goal was said uh, is to make it our aim to please him now that could be a goal for any year for us as christians But I'd like you to think particularly about it this year. How can you please him? How can you please him by being led by him? By believing in him that he is faithful, he will do what he has said he will do. And then expressing that. Please him by expressing his love and multiplying his love to others. Let me pray for us. You're indeed gracious to us and... Sometimes we fail to uh, recognize that. Uh, God, sometimes we fail to celebrate that well. Uh, Thank you for the love that you have extended to us in Jesus. Please open the eyes of our hearts to understand and know that love. Uh, Lord, when we're tempted to conform uh, to the way of this world, instead of being set apart and holy like you. Uh, Lead us uh, down your uh, narrow road of faithfulness uh, in the choices we make and the relationships we build. Help us to love well. Help us to see uh, people uh, and the world the way that you do. Uh, to think your thoughts and to be led in your ways. Uh, Lord, where we need to be reestablished in truth, Uh, establish that truth in our hearts by your Spirit and in faithfulness enable us to step uh, before our hearts are fully on board with the journey. Uh, We trust that you are good and you have been good to us. So encourage us, Lord, as we express that goodness to each other. In Jesus' name, amen.